0: Essentially... All of these people, the sort of the world's financial elite, some of the richest people, the controllers, the most money, high-end politicians and stuff. Everything, mm. everyone kind of got taken and in. And also Matt Hancock. Uh, no, <laughs> he would. He was taken in by something. Yeah, he had he
1: had a nice social drink with David Cameron and Lex. Matt Green Hancock still. was groomed. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Matt Hancock cannot consent. Yeah, they it gave, is not fair. Yeah, it's like they they both had beers and they put a bowl of water out for Matt <laughs> Hancock. <laughs>
2: no. It's
0: a Bowl with his name on it in diamonds. So what happened, right? Is that all of these people were basically taken in by an infomercial because they were too proud to say that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, or even I don't
1: understand this. Can you
0: explain it and in like slower? Can you explain how this is not just a guy? (laughs) So it's 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 as though like. Um, these are some of the easiest people to scam in the entire world. Man, it's almost as if we shouldn't be uh,
1: building large parts of our economy on these people's ability to fetishize their own intelligence. Well, it almost goes back to a kind of long-standing trash future theory, right, about how almost the way that these people get into these positions is by not really paying attention Mm. because the whole, like, the system benefits from these people not paying attention and all kind of, like, scamming each other in a sort of mutually beneficial way. And if you have a bunch of people
2: in those positions who are going like, wait, hang on a minute, this is just a guy, then the whole thing falls down, so that's no good. This is, like, so this is a common theme in finance. So, like, you, you did a fun episode on Lars Windhorst, right? which yes. is like he's another guy I write a lot about broadcast live from the Renault Clio <laughs> in the <laughs> exactly. sound room. <free> <laughs> so like and, and it was quite funny because he made some parallels between Lars and Lex like they both love mm. planes but yeah. one contiguous theme is me and my colleague Cynthia who's like this brilliant weird investigative journalist I mean weird as a compliment and she's just one of those like people who will like dig through every filing in the world yeah. and all we, this we don't we don't like, know
1: anybody who's weird as a compliment
2: <laughs> yeah. on this podcast <laughs> um, but like what, so we also did that. So we wrote a story about this fund, H2O, and it literally meant 8 billion euros were withdrawn from H2O. Mm-hmm. And a year mm-hmm. later, the French regulator like froze all the funds but what we did was we just read their fund accounts properly and like <laughs> no one actually does this so when people invest yeah. in funds they don't they just don't look at what is investing in yeah. and when we looked at it we we're like okay there's like eight boxes in here and they're all just Lars Windhorst in mm. various different boxes it's just mm. Lars
0: Windhorst in glasses yeah, yeah La- Lars Windhorst dressed as like a sexy lady pushing out
2: his ankle it's the same thing with mm. it's exactly the same thing yeah. with Credit Suisse so like we'll, we'll get on to Sanjeev Gupta later but we had a story this week about about his invoices, right? Oh, his really great invoices. <laughs> from companies cuts. he knew super well. Well, exactly. But like some of these, like receivables as they're called, were listed in the fund, and we rang and we had we had the invoices as well. But we rang rang them up, and they were just like, yeah, we've never traded with Sanjeev Gupta. Like this was disclosed. Like this was there. Like Credit Suisse could have rang these companies at any point. And they just didn't, because yeah. you don't. Oh, no, Why would you? <laughs> why would you? Cocaine yeah. is a hell of a drug. That, that's the mark
0: of a great auditor. Yeah. Um. So look, I want to sort of talk a little bit before we go sort of too much further. I have this question, right, that I've been sort of turning over in my head for the last sort of eight months or so. And there have been different answers to it kind of each time, which is, what really was Greensill? Because it claims it was a tech company. But as a matter of fact, mm, it's everything these days. It didn't really have technology. It licensed some relatively, like you know, okay, um, invoice analysis software from a third-party company called Talia, but it didn't develop any technology in-house. Um, My new startup called Fraud, but it's just like this is no <laughs> U. It's just an
1: A with that weird Scandinavian yeah. <laughs> circle over <So> it.
0: Most <laughs> of and, and it, so it didn't have any technology. Uh, most of the loans that it, it sort of wrote were a, a, Again, a massive amount of them. Like two thirds of Greensill Bank in Bremen was related to um Sanjeev Gupta. It was yeah, just this one much. guy. Hmm. What the fuck was Greensill?
2: Um, look, I think it was sort of an expression of a guy's vision it was a vibe basically. it was like, a vibe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I mean so like uh, Bloomberg had a great story which I was really annoyed I was really pissed off at getting scoop I kind of knew it as well and like messed it up but they had the great story that he supply chain financed his neighbour in Cheshire oh yeah right? we, we, we spoke about that yeah. as well oh, he, God, had a, right? he had a school. my chain. brother yeah. is literally
1: texting me about Greensill right now <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's how you know it's mainstream supply
1: yeah. chain finance yourself and everyone around you
2: but yeah he He, he, uh, I mean look his neighbor was doing a worthy thing it was a special needs school but um, yeah he supply chain financed his neighbor and I think like that's the kind of story which sums it up for me like I think he just had like a lot of enthusiasm and thought this product could work so he got in way over his head on some stuff like on the Sanjeev Gupta thing I think he just got way in over his head by being like (gasps) wow Mm. if I provide enough supply chain financing to this guy we can revive the British steel industry which (laughs) spoiler (laughs) alert isn't working <laughs> no it's weird how if
1: you don't have enough money to pay your suppliers doing supply chain financing to retard the point at which you
2: can't pay your suppliers actually doesn't make your business any healthier <laughs> so i think like so a really funny thing for me is like on my origin story i covering this so like mm. i first wrote the words greenshall capital in a story in 2014 so like Mm. Fringing years ago. And it's because he was like really involved in like one of the first kind of financial shenanigans story I did. So it was mm. this company called Avangoa, and it was like, it's kind of like Spanish Enron. Like oh. no one's gone to prison or anything. Don't worry, but, that's percolating. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll come yeah. up with something. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the accent in your head. What if Enron was Spanish? Yeah, yeah.
2: but uh, please do not audit us. Yeah, but, yeah. but oh, it was Jesus very Christ. similar. In that it was like an energy <laughs> susp- It was like an energy company, and it basically did all this off-balance sheet financing, mm-hmm. and it kind of funded itself and all this stuff. So I did some mm-hmm. like it was early in my journalistic career. I had some big stories on this company, but they basically they had. They had an entity called Greensill. And because this company was a clean energy company, they called Mm. all of their things green something. So there was like Greenbridge, uh, Greenfield. So I thought Greensill was just like a company name. I just Mm. thought it was the company name through which they did like this one form of very opaque supply chain finance. Until someone said like, no, Rob, there's like a Mr. Greensill. There's a guy called mm. Greensill. His name's Lex Greensill. And I thought they were like joking. I thought mm. they were taking the piss. I was like, no, no, it's just it's that just they're like, no, no, no. Like, you realize Google this company's Lex name Greensill. for
1: John Fraud, right? <laughs> yes,
2: <that's> right. <laughs> 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 so that was kind of it. Like, I-, I had this early experience of this horrible corporate collapse he was involved mm. in. And then I kind of filed him away in the back of my brain until I guess it was 2018. Uh, we'll get on to him later, but one of my colleagues was digging into Sanjeev Gupta mm. and he was like, oh yeah, Sanjeev, he like does a lot of supply chain finance. I was like, oh yeah, so there's this one guy who does some slightly iffy stuff there called Lex Greensill and he was like, oh, that's like, he's Sanjeev's best friend. They like they do all this stuff together. Huh. So, like, <laughs> that's so cool. They're friends. He's <laughs> so, in a big deal with a guy called a Mr. G. Larceny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. So, I mean, the, moving moving sort of on to like some of the different angles of approach here, Right. So I think going back to SoftBank, right, um, yeah. mm-hmm. is that GreenSill became one of Masayoshi sans like top stars. Uh, after the softbank investment as a fucking kiss of death yeah <laughs> so he got the same treatment as adam newman and then uh who from WeWork, and then ritash agarwal from oyo hmm. but huh. the presentation a presentation from softbank indicated that and become death destroyer of hotels the three of them were artificial intelligence entrepreneurs in quote the biggest revolution in human history so move oh. over, Red October. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Move all the way over. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh, Some things in here don't respond well to these, hotels. These three guys, these three these three guys, um, all of whom have basically been shown to just, like, have their businesses kind of be shitty and not work, in one case, just trying to be a machine to destroy the global hotel industry, were to be this... I guess what, what, all, what, what really strikes me about this whole story and everyone associated with it is the disjunct between mm. what they are supposed to be, what they're sold as, what they're compensated as, how they're discussed until the crisis has already happened. Mm. The smallest right? guys in the room. That. Yeah, But the disjunct between that and then, Rob, what you're talking about, which is yeah. just, well, really what they do is they provide you know, dodgy balance sheet financing to Abengoa. Or, you know, they invent a a new kind of math for the kids of JavaScript programmers, or they destroy the entire global hotel industry.
1: What are your qualifications? I know a stupid guy who brokers (laughs) insurance.
0: Believe me, we're going to need him. (laughs) Um, and, And again, it is, for me, it is the utopianism. It is the cheap utopianism that is this papering over just this Cynic- what could again the difference between cynicism and psychotic optimism in the face of all evidence mm. is basically attitudinal. It, it's materially, it's kind of the same thing, where it is this either cynical or psychotically optimistic, but fundamentally grasping uh, view of well, there's no money left. We might as well scam it from each other.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think it goes back to what I said earlier. Like to anyone that looked at Greensill any way critically Mm. it it, it wasn't like I mean this is why it was a great story to be a journalist Mm. on because like Mm. I love writing stories where there are high Vegas odds this thing's gonna implode and make you look really (laughs) smart (laughs) and this, this was like Welcome to the podcasting business. This was like, you know, I don't know, in a poker analogy, having pocket aces and like two come down on the flop. You're like, yeah, I can just go all in on this. There's a very slim chance this isn't going to end badly. Rob getting a ticker tape that's like Swedish man spotted in Rome. (laughs) (laughs)